What are we doing here, are you? Um, can you give me just one minute? Yeah, still here. What do you want? Okay. Um, all right, I listened to that yesterday. Oh, I know what I'm in the mood for. Two mediums to go, please. Uh, what is that? The, cup? the names on the cups? Yeah. Wendy and Chuck. That's two mediums to go with Wendy and Chuck. Oh, wow. Um, yeah? <laughs> okay, uh, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Two Mediums to Go with your host, Chuck, and Wendy. Today's guest is Jay Hill, a psychic medium, founder and host of Studio Six Paranormal Entertainment, and founder of Wisconsin Paranormal Research. Jay does psychic walkthroughs in places for people who want to know the history of their location and the whether or not it is haunted. Jay has been affected by the paranormal and spiritual world since he was a child. He is a firm believer in helping the deceased as well as the living. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our show. show. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Applause. 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 <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There's the applause. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so Chuck's going to get us rolling. So during the pre-interview, um, we talked. And it was fantastic to get to know you. So it's a two-part question. At what age did it all begin? And then I want to ask, how did everything manifest for you? In other words, what were you experiencing that you realized others weren't? Oh, my. Um, probably before, right before I was a teenager, I think. Hmm. I, I I'd actually, well, I have to back up a little further. Okay, so I have memories of when I was uh, one. Oh, which um, for some reason where I lived in this house or um, the town I live in, um, I can remember my room, my crib, my the pool table downstairs, um, me getting into trouble, causing grief uh, <laughs> when I could crawl. Um, yeah. So there was there was moments where my sisters would take me and babysit me and before we had other houses in the neighborhood built they were they were working on some houses and they actually um, thought it was fun to pass me through uh, a basement window type thing when they weren't it was just the concrete and they would pass me back and forth and they thought it was funny well years later years later um when we were older and we were all uh, sitting and eating dinner at a restaurant and we were talking about memories and things like that. And I was telling the story of my sisters doing this to me and they were both just shocked because they couldn't believe that I remembered this. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And my mom had said, I wondered why you brought him back and he had like concrete on stuck on his knee. <laughs> The things we do with our family members. (laughs) Right. 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 So it was moments like that, that my sisters were like, how do you remember that? And it's like, I I just, I just did. Mm -hmm. And I, I remembered that. And, you know, as I got older, I ran in, I, I ran in, I had this, these issues with nightmares and, but there was also one dark entity that was, um, 
always chasing me. I mean, and it sounds like a typical story for a child to have a nightmare, but this was something different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I experienced this even a little bit later in life and kind of found out, you know, what, what it was. And, um, after that, it was probably when I was like nine or 10, I was still experiencing, um, nightmares, but then they, when I hit, after I hit puberty, they stopped. Huh. And when you lose your innocence at that age, you know, and you're, you go into adulthood type thing and, you know, right. you're physic- physically, your, your body changes. Right. And, yeah. and that includes your, that includes your brain, mm-hmm. you know? And so on a spiritual level, I was evolving or changing. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in my teenage years, I had experienced uh, voices um, where it sounded like I would be by myself. And this was probably when I was like 12 or 13, I would be by myself. And I would, it sounded like, have you ever been in a crowded room where people are whispering? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it, that's exactly what it sounded like. Wow. I yeah. couldn't make out exactly what they were saying, but it was like a bunch of people talking at the same time. Right. So, when and then so- I, I, yeah, I would feel this, this emotional tie to this and I didn't know what it was. Mm. Okay. Wendy's old condo yeah. used to be like that. We'd hear mm-hmm. like music playing people. Mm-hmm just gently you know they were talking loud but it came out real gently so yeah it sounded yep. like a really big yep. dinner party and yeah 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 exactly but you were like a couple of rooms away yes mm-hmm. yeah and i would look and at I him always... and i go can you hear that too like because i yeah. just go look because we lived in a condo and nothing was going on and he's like yeah i can hear it too and i was like all right, right. so every time that i would i would have that emotional feeling and, and hear those voices and my ears would either ring or um, I instantly thought of my father. Mm. So come find out years later that part of my my gifts came from my father. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So that's that's why. So, and then it wasn't until probably I was uh, 16 that I experienced uh, my first full body apparition. And yeah, that was... And at that time, I was living in a, a, a house that, that had activity and not that I, I didn't realize it at first, but me and my sister both walked in and found a, I don't know what it was, but it, we walked in and we both looked at each other like we knew something was there. Mm. You just and knew. Didn't want to say. We just knew. And my sister, who was a year older than me, has similar gifts. Mm-hmm. So nice. it was one of those things that, you know, just I'm behind me. My mom and dad said, or my mom said to my dad, she said, she saw us looking at each other like something's here. And she said to my dad, she said, don't get them started. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what that meant mm-hmm. until later. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, ah, my mom knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... My mom knew and we didn't know. But later in years in life, we both, I figured it out. And so, yeah, but, uh, then I saw my first full body apparition when I was staying in the house. Wow. I woke up one night and this lady was standing there and I don't know if she was the maid cause it used to be a mansion okay. and I don't know, they used to, they had, they had, they had a back staircase for the servants okay. that would go into the kitchen. Ah. So, um, they would also, when they would wake up guests, they would ring a small bell mm. <laughs> to gently wake up guests. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so. Um, would that go off? Yeah, I would hear that. And then I saw, then I woke up and I saw this lady standing at the foot of my bed and it came down to, you know, what do you want? You know, I was kind of irritated because I was sleeping and I was woken up and, um, I had rolled over. I was like, whatever. I rolled over and immediately was transported into a place where my grand, my father grew up in the same town on a farm. And, um, my grandfather who I'd never met because he died way before I was born and uh, was standing in front of me telling me, you know, I want you to know that your father's very sick and he needs your support. And at that time, my dad had cancer. Mm. And so he was telling me, you know, just, you know, he loves all you kids and just support him and be there for him and this and that. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, you know, and I went and told my mom that dream and I never had seen a picture of him. And I described him, what he was wearing. And my mom took out a picture and showed me, is this the person? I said, yeah, that's exactly what he was wearing. She, wow. said, don't ever tell she said, don't ever tell your father that dream. I said, okay, I won't. <laughs> oh. So I didn't. So that was this, really the start of it where I was experiencing um, in that house alone and where I was being touched and I hear voices and uh, the dogs would go nuts and... You know, uh, the dog was barking in the room one one time at uh, something, and my sister told me to come in there, and I went in there, and I stood outside the door, and I watched the dog barking at the closet, and as soon as I walked through the threshold of the door, the dog stopped barking, looked at me, and got up and went laid on the couch. Oh, wow. So you broke the energy. I did. I did. So whatever awesome. was there left immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... So yeah, that's part of the the beginning of of you know discovering who I was, and right. then after that, it was just random things happen here and there. Mm-hmm. Knowing when not to do something, having a bad feeling when I should have been doing this and mm-hmm. I didn't do it, and then find out that if I did, I would, you know, something would have happened. And yeah, me and my sister experienced that quite a bit. So was your dad ill? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad had, mm-hmm. my dad had, um, first he had uh, throat cancer okay. and then he beat it. And then about two, three years, two years later, he had pancreatic cancer. Wow. Oh, wow. See, mm-hmm. my, mine manifested years before my dad was diagnosed. I kept having a reoccurring dream about once a month and I would, my mom would yeah. find me sleepwalking everywhere. And it always started exactly the same way as where I was sitting when he told me he had cancer. It was very, so that scared me so bad that I just didn't want to pay attention to that for a lot of my life because who Mm -hmm. wants something unpleasant to be verified, you know? Right. Well, yeah, that, that goes without saying. Right. I do have a funny story though. When you were saying that, I was like, gosh, I have a lot of similar experiences to you. Um, (laughs) When I lived in Nevada and I was married to my first husband, Um, I had to work a late shift, and so my husband and my daughter went camping. I was spending the night at the house and then going the next day. And there were some things that were going on in the house, like I heard a shotgun go off, a really loud bang. That wasn't that night, though, but there were several things, and my daughter can verify, too, that she heard voices and things moved. But I kept hearing banging, and I thought, my our bedroom was really close to our neighbor's backyard, and they had two little kids, but it was 
11 o'clock at night. So I knew they never let their kids play that late. And it kept going. It made me so mad. I stormed down the hall, turned the corner of the kitchen and watched the cabinet slam shut. And I got so mad. I said, I yelled it, knock it off. <laughs> like I was just <laughs> furious because I was trying to go to sleep. And I go back down the hall and I go lay in bed. My heart's racing because I'm mad. And then I was like, did you just see that? You just, you just yelled. I was like, I don't care. I'm tired. And I went back to sleep. So I never would have, like, if I'd have been fully awake and seen that happen, I probably would have run out of the house. But I was so mad. So I, I get amused that you're the same thing. It was like, I saw an apparition, but it sure did irritate me because I was sleeping. So I totally get that. Right. 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 Yeah. I've heard gunshots as well in certain oh, wow. places mm -hmm. that have woken me up, like swearing that somebody fired a gun. Mm hmm. In, in the house mm -hmm. and there was one time where i was at a friend's house and i was staying there and i heard there's an old house and i heard this gunshot and immediately saw the type of gun it was oh my gosh and yeah and it was like a small uh old old revolver mm. and and it, it was like i heard it, it was like sounds like it was in the same room i was in Ugh. and i ran into my buddy's room and i said did you hear that and he said what and i said it's only like a gunshot he's like really he's like i didn't hear nothing mm -hmm. and so i knew it was just me mm. so ha have you ever heard people call your name and you're oh. working in busy places and you wouldn't you know it sounds like they're super close to you like a foot from your ear saying your name all the time okay <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's freaky. I mean, yeah, I worked that's, in... it's not for me. It's, 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 I'm used to it. I, I mean, I heard that when I was a kid right. I and mean, even, even before I was a teenager, I used to hear my name all the time and, you know, growing up with three sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You did, know, but yeah, did you feel like somebody just... was pranking you though? That that's, you mm -hmm. know, when I first started yeah. really coming online and being aware of that stuff, it's like, oh, who's, who's well, sneaking it's, up it's on funny me? You see, it's funny you say pranking because the house I live in when I saw my first full body apparition when I was 16, uh -huh. um, my, my, I, I would have to, to get in my room. Um, there was a lock on the, on the inside and it was an old lock. And so, um, it was on the handle. And it, when I would come home from working as a box boy or at, at a, Ben Franklin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. I feel your pain. So bro. I knew, I knew that was going to, to enlist the laughter on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I would come home and my door would be locked and I'd be like, Ugh, and I'd have to use my driver's license, my new driver's license that I would have to get into my room Jimmy the door. Yeah. How funny. to get the door open. Mm -hmm. And then it happened a couple of times. And then I found out and I said, to my sister i said are you doing this and then she finally confessed she said yeah it's me i'm like oh you suck, <laughs> you, suck. you know and, and but then that that's not the funny part is whatever spirit was there actually continued to do that oh. so, <laughs> so she got in so trouble when I, when, I, when I would the next day i would go in there and mm. go to my room and it was locked i would immediately go to my sister's room and she says i swear i that's not me i did not do it and, and i knew when she was lying and she didn't right and so um it happened and then i let it go again and then it happened again and then it was like that's the third time i said okay 
I said, I stood in my room and I said, I don't know who's doing this. I said, but please stop. I said, I'm ruining my driver's license. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get into my room. I just want to get into my room to go to sleep, you know. And after that, it stopped. That's you know? nice. Cool. Nice. In the old house I used to live in, it was a uh, former um, foreman for the log mill, for the lumber mill, and they had moved it up on top of a hill. And it's the old skeleton key style. Came Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize how many different uh, spiritual entities were there. But I came mm -hmm. home and that was locked. And it had never been locked since we'd been in the house for a year and a half. And my mom looked at me and I go, I don't know where the key's at. I've never had one. And she goes... Great, you're going to have to crawl through the window. And after that, we took the mechanism out of the bottom. <laughs> we finally seen the two entities. One was a tall man dressed uh -huh. in coveralls with like a flannel overshirt. And the other one was a woman in white, uh, 1920s um, bonnet, white dress. Uh -huh. So... But that wasn't for a couple more years after that incident. So it was really cool to kind of get to meet all the energy before we left that house. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yeah, that's it's stories like that, that, you know, people are intrigued by that, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So when we so, were yeah. doing the pre-interview, you told me at 42, your life dramatically changed. Could you tell us about that? Yeah. So being who I am now, uh -huh. I always ran from being where I am now because mm -hmm. I didn't want to accept the fact that I, I, the paranormal followed me everywhere. And I, I just couldn't accept the, the visions I would see and the things that I would deal with. And I didn't want to deal with life on life's terms. So I, and when I was about 30, I really started drinking heavily. Okay. And, um, I drank probably 12 years straight. I mean, I was wow. in it to win, wow. you know. Yeah, and you, you doubled down on it. I did. I, I did. You. And I wanted to forget, or I wanted to dummy down mm -hmm. all these things that I was experiencing that was causing me emotional stress and all this. Mm -hmm. And if, and alcohol kind of helped do that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, you know, 12 years later, you know, I moved, moved from Iowa to was back to my hometown in Wisconsin. And, um, I, uh, met, you know, my wife now, Tina, uh, who I went to high school with and, Hi, Tina. And, uh, <laughs> and, and met her in church. Um, I was friends with her on Facebook for about a year before I moved back home and, there was just something about her and I saw a picture of her and I said, God, there's, and I told my sister, I said, there's something about this woman that I don't know what it is, but I just can't stop thinking about her and this and that. And Aww. that's so cool. And then, uh, then when we, uh, um, met and, you know, connected in church when I moved back and, you know, it was good to catch up and this and that about high school and this and that. And so then I went to give her a hug and that's all it took. Mm. <laughs> and, oh yeah and she knew it immediately and then i found out later she says that that hug i says i don't know what it was but she said it was just all of a sudden i felt like i needed to kiss you mm. and i said i felt i felt the same exact thing and then 
Hmm. Then after that, it was, you know, a couple months later, you know, and she knew that I drank and she was kind of worried about it. She told me later that she was kind of worried about it. She kind of didn't drink anymore. And, um, I was, I was on a bender one night and I was having an issue with, you know, I wanted to not drink anymore. And I kind of knew that she was not really for that, but I wanted to be with her. And then, um, I prayed and talked to God, mm-hmm. talked to spirit at that time. And then I said, you know, I need to, to stop this and I need to, I want to be with this woman. Mm-hmm. And spirit basically said to me, you can't bring that to the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, okay. And I kind of surrendered myself and I said, okay, I take it away. I don't know how or what, but I need, I'm, I'm all in. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I woke up and I felt off. Yeah. And, um, I, like I said, the night before I had tied one on a big one and I woke up and I felt really off and I had a lot of anxiety and things didn't seem clear. And, um, I just felt like I was going to die. And I was like, what is the deal with this? And I was going to church and I sat in church and the, the, my pastor who lives next door to me, um, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Oh, it wow. sounded like he was speaking a foreign language. Oh, how scary. Oh. And I was like, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know exactly what it was at the time. And my wife, Tina, before my wife, Tina, now, uh, she was sitting next to me and she was talking to me and I couldn't understand what she was saying. I had to have that's, her repeat it. That's terrifying. Yeah. It is. So I, at that time, I still didn't know. And I, so we went to an event um, where my aunt was and I was reading some of the brochures or something like that. And everything looked like it was in German. Oh, wow. And I oh. could not understand what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, something's definitely wrong. And I felt off. And then I went upstairs and I sat in one of these chairs that I was just kind of like in a lounge area. And I kind of took like a cat nap and I woke up and then I picked up a magazine to read and then everything was back to normal. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, what the heck was that? Right. Yeah. So I told her, I told Tina about that. And then it was, you know, she thought it was odd and she didn't kind of put the dots together. Cause I guess I wasn't being very specific. But then um, the next day, I went to work, mm-hmm. and I was talking with one of my coworkers, and in mid-sentence, it started sounded like he was speaking a foreign language, and I said, what did you say? Oh, and he snap. said, try to say it again. And I'm like, and then I knew something was wrong, and I'm like, I got to go home. I don't remember going home, oh, wow. but I went home, and I laid down, and then my doctor had called me for some test results from a previous appointment. Nothing and I talked about mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I talked on, and they don't usually tell me, call me to tell me my some test results mm-hmm. because it was not yeah. a big deal. Right. But this time, this lady did. She just felt the need to call me, she said, mm-hmm. and tell me this. And then I was talking to her. She said, are you okay? And I said, I think so. And she said, hang on a minute. And then she gets my doctor on the phone. 
Good one. And my doctor yes. talked to me for five seconds and said, put the phone down, get in the car, take, have Tina take you to the hospital. You're having a stroke. Oh, oh snap. scared the heck out of you. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's exactly what I did. And she picked me up and we went to the hospital and she, and then I was trying to understand what the nurse was saying. I couldn't understand what she was saying. I had to keep going to Tina. What did she say? Wow. And they knew right away. So they rushed me in there. Yeah. Cause time's of the essence they, with the yeah. stroke. That's yes. terrifying. And they, were doing, they did the tests mm. and before, right before the doctor came in, Tina was sitting next to me with this horrified look on her face. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and Spirit basically said to me, you need to lean over, tell her everything's going to be fine. This happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then we'll know the event later, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And she looked at me like I was nuts. And she was like, are you serious? <laughs> and I said, everything's going to be fine. She's like, not believing me. Mm-hmm. Well, then the doctor came in and said, you had a, a stroke. You had a clot. It's in top. Uh, of your left of your brain mm. it's still sitting there and this and that okay and so then they took me to the uh, hospital the bigger hospital and gave me all kinds of stuff and hooked me up and i lost part of my speech oh, um terrifying i had to walk with a cane for nine months wow um i stuttered for i stuttered probably for six months. Wow. Yeah. Which um, is so exciting. And I had do stuttered what you do. when I, I stuttered when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but this was really bad. Mm. And yeah. And so, and then after that, I, after nine months, after, after, you know, training myself to reread mm-hmm. and I would read the Bible mm-hmm. and, okay. um, aloud to myself. Mm-hmm. And I would do that often to get my, my speech done and down and this and that. And yeah, like I said, I used to have a very extensive vocabulary because of who my mother was. Mm-hmm. And, um, it took me, a, it took me a couple of years to get my vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite humbling. So, how, how long yeah. have you been sober? 2000 that night, actually 2013, February 11th. That's awesome. Actually, it wow. We're clapping for real. This is not audience fake fakery. Yeah. This is us. Good okay. job. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that is hard. Congrats, man. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. a rough road that you fought for. So, right. So years after a couple of years after that, I felt like I was just wandering because I didn't know. And then it mm. you know, just I went back to got a new job and then went back to work and then this and that. And then eventually I started to realize that once my brain was clear, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I wasn't diluting my brain anymore mm-hmm. i realized this is who i am this is why i'm doing this this is the path that i'm on yeah and yeah when i realized my mediumship skills and when i talked to another medium who is now my mentor mm-hmm. um shauna maria is her name okay and she i talked to her for probably a week and the first couple interviews i talked with her she Said, yeah, you're very gifted. Aww, <laughs> She's like, you're so very cool. gifted. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah. Well, we're glad. We're glad yeah. you're here. We're glad yeah. that that you know. We never understand the experience, especially in the middle of it. But what a beautiful journey you're having now, right? Right. Oh yeah. 
Well, one thing I want to jump to, because the paranormal, everything you do isn't, quote, like your normal job. So mm-hmm. you've had a lot of experience working the, quote, normal job in very haunted places. I'd love yes. to, I'd love to mm-hmm. hear about what you think was the most active place that you woke, you worked your quote normal job, not a paranormal investigator. You were just right. cooking oh, away, okay. doing your thing. What was the most active uh, place? Uh, you let me see. Um, can you guys hear me? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear us? Okay. okay. I'm, I'm actually in my car and it's raining. Oh. So I didn't know if you can hear the, the rain on my car. We can. If you can't, that's fine. It, it, can you hear the okay, wind good. here? We have a ton of wind right now. No, uh-uh, I Yay. can't. Okay, good. Yay. Good, good okay, audio. Because <laughs> I was worried about that. Yeah. Um, let me see. Gosh, I've worked in a, quite a few different places. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of different things because the fact that I've always been, I want to learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So I suffer I've been from everything from a, from, a, from a cook to a security guard. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so, yeah. But, being a cook is my trade, so. That's um, your jam. Um, yeah, your jam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a grill chef, so. Right on. I'm salivating uh, right now. <laughs> it kind of follows me everywhere, but um, I would have to say the place where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And it's a country club, and it was built in 1920. Well, actually, I have to kind of go back. Um the owner of Marshall Fields, so the creator of Marshall Fields. Uh-huh. Um, his last name is Leiter, Levi Leiter. Okay. And he purchased this land, uh, him and Kellogg. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. as in yeah. <laughs> Purchased Kellogg. this land mm-hmm. from, you know, when they were in Chicago, they came up here, and this was the Potawatomi land at the mm-hmm. time, and... Um, yeah, they purchased it, and later had built a house on a big house on here, mm-hmm. and then, you know, years later, um, it was the property. The house was sold to a uh, uh, golf corporation or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. back in the 1920s. Okay. Or where I'm at in Lake Geneva, and they made it into a private country club, mm-hmm. and so it's, you know, it's had a, a collective amount of spirits there mm-hmm. um since it's a private country club and i know that not too many people are going to hear this so I'm, i could just throw it out there <laughs> okay okay um, um that there's several spirits there and um i basically i guess like i said in our pre-interview i said i had a, a job already somewhere else and they for some reason decided not to hire me when I already had the job. And then I ended up working at the country club. <laughs> and then when I had another medium tell me that I was going someplace that was surrounded by native Americans <laughs> <laughs> and that's hence, that's what it was. And okay. um, so, yeah, so uh, I would say that this place is probably the most, um, I interact with spirits every once in a while. Um, I've been touched. I've heard voices. I've, mm. I've, uh, um, I've actually used some of my equipment there once and I've, I did get uh, on one of my spirit boxes. Um, I was in the parking lot and I was with a friend of mine and the voice that came through said strong warrior. Oh, oh, which, wow. which resonates with me mm-hmm. hearing that same message a few years, five, three years before. Mm. Sweet. And 
so yeah so yeah it's 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 a good place i, I really like it i like what i do there uh, but i would have to say that that's probably the most active mm. um that i've experienced nice okay that is really cool mm-hmm. so along your journey who's made an impact in your life the biggest one, maybe. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I'm sure a lot of people have. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> in, in um, developing your skills. Skills, yeah. Developing my skills? Yes. Um, I would probably have to say my friend, Shauna Maria. Mm. Okay. Um, she's on Facebook. Okay. Um, she's, she was, she would teach classes. Um, so... She really kind of let, you know, help me to grow and influence me to accept who I was mm-hmm. and who I am mm-hmm. instead of letting um, the fear of being who I was take effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. Breaking believe, through your own fear. I, right. Right. And, you know, being, you know, being your own worst critic mm-hmm. on a lot of things. And that, I'm terrible with that. Yeah, I feel, um, I feel that being yeah, called out. We still get in our way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, I just really, you know, I have to give credit, a lot of the credit to her and, um, you know, just the support from the other mediums in the paranormal field, um, basically. I ran into some really good mediums and really good paranormal investigators and uh, who believe in what I do and believe in me. And uh, every me- every medium that I've talked to has said that I I have so much more in store that's going to come to light, and I'm excited to, to know. And it's kind of been more like a running mantra that you know I'm patiently waiting for this. I'm like, okay, when you know, and <laughs> don't okay, pray I'm, for I'm patience. <laughs> don't pray right. for and patience. That, that, <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Oh, I, I learned that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be careful what you pray for, as mm-hmm. my mother would say. Be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Be really. You know, my, my mother always my mother always said something funny. You know, I would say, "Oh, I wish this or I wish that" when I was younger, and then my mom says, "You know, Jay." If witches were fishes, we'd all take a swim. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah. So, I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. That, that was that was my mom's you know, attempt to being a comedian. And it, it was true. You know, I mean, it was just. So, yeah, I just really I, I live by that, too. I say that all the time. Too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's funny. That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so, when we were doing the pre-interview, you quoted, if anything is possible, everything is possible. How has that, that, help- how has that helped you in your day-to-day life? Because I have to be that optimistic. Mm. Gotcha. That when things can go wrong, mm-hmm. uh-huh. things can also go right. Yes. 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 Do you feel like we're addicted as a society to our focus is always on what can go wrong. And if you focus on what could go right, people think you are 
naive and off your rocker right and flaky and all the above <laughs> right and i'm like well yeah. why you're giving more power to the negativity what if you changed and focused on what could be well i'm i'm guilty of that a lot oh, i ditto. have a lot of <laughs> i have a lot of irrational fears mm -hmm. okay and and spirit usually tells me you need to stop with the irrational fears mm. you know and when it's my mom talking to me, she calls me by my real name. Mm. Yeah. So I know that it's her. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I live by that, that whole, you know, irrational, irrational fears. And, mm -hmm. but I try to look at the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not easy for me because I used to live in the past a lot until as of the last couple of years, I've really started focusing on the present and the future. Mm -hmm. but more so trying to rely on the present and realizing where you're at right now is a moment in time. And that's, that's where you're at. And that's what you need to focus on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I the, mean... the things that, it, yeah, the things that haven't happened yet, mm -hmm. you don't really know what could happen because of the fact that I really don't want to know the future of where my life's going to go. I know certain things are going to transpire, mm -hmm. yeah. but I don't know the details because I really don't want to know the details. Mm -hmm. I want it to be a surprise to me. I want right. it to be, you know, something that I can be generally happy about because if you know everything, it's like, it's like reading a book. Mm -hmm. Like if you already read the last page, right. why are you reading the book? Exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know? so yeah. that's the way I look at life in general. It's like, I can't look at the last page and then mm -hmm. think, Oh shit. Here we go. You know, Buckle up. That was that was a lame book. Next, you know. So, Can I so check this one back in? I want to yeah, check out a new right. book. Right. I want to check a new book. You know. Oh, sorry. That one was just for you. You know. So I, yeah. I love that because so, I have this new saying where you write your own story. So that's you know. Right. Well, and then like I talked about, you know, your next page is blank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. It reminds me of the books that you could buy at, at a time. And, you know, if this is your decision, turn to page. I do remember that. Uh, 12, mm -hmm. if this is your decision, decision. turn uh -huh. to this page. Sometimes they gave you three or four options. Right. And you got to choose your own ending through the book. And I, I do remember that. And it was so cool. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I've kind of used my abilities to go through all four and see what happens. And mm -hmm. there's some days I go... I don't like any of these storylines. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Right. And, and that is, that is why too, because of the fact that not that I have a fear of death, mm -hmm. but I know that I have so much to do here that yes. I, it would be a fearful for me to leave early. Mm -hmm. And then when spirit says to me, most often, no, you've got, plenty of time you've got enough stuff to do you know you need to not focus on that and that and i and i don't but i'm always i'm i reminded that a lot yeah. you know that you know yeah your your life is unwritten you know mm -hmm. and it's the choices you make that can get you to this point or to that point but exactly yes if you seriously don't take the time to understand of what moment you're in at that point mm -hmm. Your, your future isn't going to mean much if you don't realize of where you're at right at that moment. Yeah. Being present is a present. Being present. Yeah. And that's, that's, good. that's totally true. And you know, it's such, it's uh, cause I'm a social worker by trade. It, it, there, there gets to be buzzwords that doesn't, I feel like doesn't have real meaning. And I'm like, if you're standing there and you're thinking, cause Chuck can tell I do something with my eyes that 
<laughs> if I'm not there and I'm thinking of something else, he goes, where are you? And it's a beautiful right. way to, to bring me right back. Cause I'm like, well, if I'm focusing right. on something that happened in the past, I have just stolen these few moments of whatever experience right. I'm doing. Right. Or if I'm worried about yep. what's going to happen tomorrow, same thing. And it's like, it's, mm -hmm. I'm allowing these two different things, the past and the present to rob my current time. And, uh, but so many people live their life like that. They're not comfortable right. being present. But the beautiful thing about this life is it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of it is a part of this experience. Yep. And where yep. are you, if we were only experienced bliss and joy, I, how do you gauge that? There is right. ups and downs. And I think it makes for me personally, it makes the joys mm -hmm. that much sweeter now yeah. when you've gone right. through that heartache that I cherish them right. even more. Chuck and I met really right. late in life and I realized, um, after my first marriage, I took a very long time. I took almost 20 years before I got married because the choices I made in that relationship. And I really feel like I had to do a lot of hard work and heart work on myself but as mm -hmm. soon as I saw him, kind of like with you and Tina, as soon as I mm -hmm. fell in his lap, I was like, I am going to fight for this. Because people say relationships are work. It's not right. a, it's not a, oh, I got to work. It's a, no, I don't want to let this slip. Yeah. This is valuable right. to me. Right. So I right. am right. going to put in the joyful work. Right. You know? yeah, it's a different type of work. It is, yeah. And it's a different right. type of mentality that goes mm -hmm. with it too. Mm -hmm. So oh, totally agree. I want to ask you a funny little question. This just popped in my head okay. when you were talking about irrational fears and, and boy, oh boy, mm -hmm. we can get off on that. So I'm going to ask you something fun. Right. Cause our skills sometimes come with, you know, that's why you drank too. Cause you're not, you weren't comfortable. If you right. could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm, that's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, She's good like that. Oh, you're sweet. To be able to avoid irrational fear. Oh, Ooh, I like that. Do you feel like you have that superpower within you? Yes. Yay. Oh. Put on your cape. Yeah. Put yeah, on your I cape. do. I, I do. It just yes. takes work to understand the the crux of it. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and it takes, it takes with um, good motivation and practice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yes. thank you for and being I want, open. And, and I yeah, and I wanted to say too that um for everybody listening, mm -hmm. yeah, that you know, anybody can do anything. Agreed. You know, I mean yes. it's 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 just it's a matter it's a belief system. Mm -hmm. But also realize too is that you're on you're on the one planet that's the hardest lesson to learn. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I've been saying that too. Yeah. I mean you know, if you I want mean, to learn, you chose to come to Earth. Right. You chose to be uh -huh. on this planet. I love it. But yes. people don't realize the spiritual side of it. This is right. the hardest place to learn a lesson. Yes. Yeah. And if you can learn this lesson, and if you've learned something, then you've learned some lessons. Bravo. You know what I mean? You've you've done it. You know. Bravo. I tell my friend that, and he's not a really spiritual guy, but he's mm -hmm. becoming to realize more so who I am. I I, I tell him. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you've got a path and you have a very good path. And I said, you're, you're very connected and you're part of the collective and you don't understand that. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't yeah. know what that means. I'm like, well, you will because mm -hmm. you know me. Right. You know, yes. and he said, but he understands that this planet 
is where it's at right now. And I said, it's, I said, you chose to come here. I said, that's, mm-hmm. that's your doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You know, jumped but, into this meat sack, bro. Right. So but, hang on. But I told him, I also told him too, I said, there's a reason why you're here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he told me, I don't reason i don't know why i'm here i I said you will get that some Mm -hmm. people don't some people don't learn that lesson some people and they come back live their life Mm -hmm. you know as 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 we talked about as um unaware yeah unaware kind of like npc players in a a Mm -hmm. video game yes yes yeah that goes back to one of your favorite movies (laughs) free guy yeah free guy yeah and then it's true there are millions of people that are npc players Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, because Great. of fact that that's just their, it's their choice, but it's just that's the way they chose to come here, you know. And it's just it is what it is. But you know, if you can interact with people in a way on a higher level and mm-hmm. conscious mm-hmm. conscience and, and raise everybody else's I right, mentioned. right, yes. Yes. and then it kind of like waking people up, mm-hmm. kind of like the Matrix, exactly. You know, yes. you, <laughs> you take the pill and then they wake up and they say, mm-hmm. oh, and you can't unsee it. Yeah. Right. You make you that trip. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. And I tell my friend that all the time. I'm like, I, you know, he's like, how do you know? And I'm like, it's just a knowing, mm-hmm. you know, you know, when you, you when you when go you to know. work, mm-hmm. you, you got to do what you got to do. And then, but you know how to make this certain dish or whatever, mm-hmm. because you just know, right. You've done it, you know? So, yeah. You know, if you want to learn something, I, I like, I had a mentor tell me this and I've kind of embellished on it some if you want to learn something here on this planet academically you go to yale harvard you know the really hard hard schools Mm -hmm. so if you're coming to earth which i agree with you is probably one of the most difficult places to learn accelerated learning Mm -hmm. why would you Mm -hmm. drink it's a very expensive trip it's expensive to go to harvard and yale as well why would you drink and part of your you know, and some people do that. I mean, yeah. part of em- encompassing this body is there's a lot of physical, beautiful things that you experience that you don't in the spirit. But I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, you know, this is kind of like the Harvard or Yale. You're coming here to learn some really major stuff. And, you know, people are going to repeat it as often as they need to repeat it. But I kind of want to yeah, get yeah. on with the journey, you know, mm-hmm. and what can mm-hmm. I do to help my fellow people, my fellow spirits, you know, right. on that journey. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've had, I've had several people tell me when they talk to me for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. five minutes, and they, they say, you know, I got to tell you this. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me like you just want to help everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's true because that, that's my mentality mm-hmm. is if I can make somebody's day any better, that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. You know, and but- I'm not, and I'm not looking for that validation of, Oh, look at me. I, right. I, I don't care. I'm right. not that type of person. Right. But if, if I can help you, if you could change your life around or you could do something for somebody else or, mm-hmm. you know, any, you know, words have power. Yes. And I do believe that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like the, the negative rants that people do at times, mm-hmm. you know, those are like daggers into people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. It is. So you're killing why, yourself. Why can't yeah, why can't the, the the positive, you know, and those type of words mm-hmm. be shot at you with lighted arrows? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I that's that's just some of the things that I perceive things because mm-hmm. I do things with analogies and 
different things like visual things because I'm a very visual person. Right. So yes, that positivity, you know, can go a long way. And mm-hmm. I live by this motto, and and it all hasn't always, you know, worked for me because of my choices. But my father was smart when he says, "Love above everything." Mm-hmm. Very well said. Completely yeah. understand. And the most challenging so thing. I, yeah, and that's and knowing God is love, so that's above everything, exactly. you know. And that's yes. the way I, that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. And be careful what you ask God for. I asked yeah. him to crank mine all the way up to infinity, <laughs> and he sent me the Holy Spirit. And he says, "Here you go." Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. The last time I asked, I got a stroke. (laughs) I think he won that one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying. And and my wife Tina says it all the time. She says, "Be careful what you wish for." Mm -hmm. And Uh I said, "Yeah." So when I pray, I put in a disclaimer. Okay, yeah, I pray for this and this and this, but. I don't want something that's going to take me back 10 years to get to where I need to be. Right. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. But, it's, it's but a, sometimes, sometimes that happens. You know? It's almost like a disclaimer, you know, when they sell um, the car commercials, <laughs> yeah. they talk really fast at the end. And you're like, God, yeah. I really want this, but I don't yeah. want this. I don't want this. Right, I don't want this. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and God's like, yeah, here's a, but... here's, here's, yeah, here's a prayer. Here's a prayer with a disclaimer. <laughs> a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to sign it in triplicate. Yeah. I'll have a copy right, of a copy. Yeah, yeah. The office will have yeah, a copy. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I'm going to promote that prayer uh, disclaimer prayer. <laughs> yeah, hey, you want to attach so, our name to it too? Yeah, so we, you know. right. <laughs> Write it out. Right. And we'll do. We'll all practice doing it really, really fast in the moderator voice. You know? Yeah, I think we need to have it notarized too. <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah. I love it. That's so awesome. I do have to share with you, Chuck. Chuck, this the podcast has really been Chuck's baby, and he was talking to me about it and I'm really sad when I think back to this because the big thing that I said to not be a part of this in the beginning was nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And oh, I that's thought, not true. But it was so for sad. Like at, when I said that, I literally felt like I'd punched myself in the chest because yep. I, I tend to, my personality is kind of, of Leo, I'd like to, I'm a talker person, but you can ask Chuck I, as a social worker, I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people never know about to, to help people. And that's really what I want. And I thought I've had people reach out to us. I mean, we're only our eighth episode is out right now. We've already had people thanking us for doing this. And I thought, and I almost killed it by just my it. belief. Yeah. Really? So yeah. that ripple effect, it's, it's the pebble in the pond and you'll have uh, no idea. People could be listening to this years from now and it make mm-hmm. an impact and it speak to them on such right. a deep level. How dare right. I take that opportunity away? And right. so that was right. very humbling for me. And then it, it led to a healing conversation with myself of why would you say that about yourself? You know, right. because it's okay yeah. to love ourselves. It's, it's not an ego thing. There's a difference between the egomaniac yeah. love and right. the genuinely right. loving who you are as a creation of God, universe, right. whatever you choose to believe. And so I feel like right. it's very dishonoring. And I, I tell people a lot, I know that it's easy to love other people, but you're giving from an empty cup if you do not love yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It is, no, it that, is yeah. empty. Right. You're loving them right. so you can actually get the love back is what right. that is. Right. And when right. you have it to give... It is astronomically mm-hmm. multiplied. You're no longer giving mm-hmm. to, oh, I need to get this back so I have validation. It's, no, I have overflow so much that I just have to share it with my fellow man. Yeah. Right, right. 
Right. And then that's where you leave it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you share it and leave it and move on to the next. Exactly. You know, yeah. you, you don't wait for that validation. Exactly. There's people out there, there's people out there that do that. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh yeah. And, and that's I, the big I've been talking. guilty. I've been guilty of it at times. Yeah. I will be honest. Oh yeah. You know, I know. And when I first started, you know, I started, started out, I was the same way, mm -hmm. but I was also going to say too, that you talked about your show and how people think you and, and yeah, the impact that you have on your show. There was a reason why Spirit said you need to contact these people. Mm -hmm. You need to ask them to be on the show. Mm -hmm. You need to, you know, I just felt, I felt led to do so. Aww. You know, and I don't, I don't go on shows just to go on a show. Right. right. I, I think that I have something to say that, that other people or the listeners of, of the people that I'm asking to be on their show, mm -hmm. you know, have, have people that listen that could benefit. Right. Right. And that's the way I look at it. You yes. know, it's not my ego saying, hey, look at me, I'm on a TV or I'm on a radio show. No. Right. Right. That, that's not, that's not wh where my head is. My mm -hmm. head is you should contact these people and you should be on their show. And not only because I love the, the love your name. I mean, that's just classic. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. That is just, I mean, immediately think of Starbucks. Uh-huh. You know, that's why we did our <laughs> promo like that too. Yeah. So, yeah, right, right. so, <laughs> So, and me being a coffee nut, but you know, it's just, I just thought it was, I thought it was, it was, you know, implemented in me that I needed to do this, you know, mm -hmm. and talking with you guys, you know, in the pre-interview, mm -hmm. I just felt that there's this really strong connection and I felt really positive about it. And, Aww, you know, you guys are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. We think you know? the world of you because you have introduced us to some different ways of looking at things and help mm -hmm. and help to reinforce other things that we think about, you know, it's that mm -hmm. we're not just randomly coming up with these thoughts. When you said, so, I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've, I've said almost the same thing. That's what makes me feel. The vibration is raising that people are becoming more aware. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. there's becoming more genuine people coming out. Right. Yeah. And right. And that should be the model. That should be the model for, for the way the world is now. Yes. Lift you each know, other up be, in love. Be, There's be enough good, be for better, everybody. Be genuine. Yes. Yes. There's no. enough to go around. When you have right. anger and dissension and fear and hate, it comes from a place of scarcity and we have abundance. I know people are scared about the economy. Yes. I, don't, I choose not to focus on that. I'm focusing on the abundance because I, right. I not only right. did I get a new job with a better pay during COVID, I met my mm -hmm. husband. Yeah. And we got right. a different place to live. Like there were all these things. And right. I heard all these bad things that happened during COVID. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I actually did very well during COVID, yeah. you know, because I, I chose to focus on it at one point because it just became fear just became paralyzing. It was truly yeah. a, a blessing in its own mm -hmm. right to us. Mm -hmm. And it turned a lot of our life, our life experiences around. Mm -hmm. I think it did everybody. It really did. I think it kind of magnified right. where you're right. at too. Some people, when you can't mud is, is the phrase that our mentor used. If you can't mud by getting overly into work or overly into social and you're stuck at home, some people did go to the drink. Some people get, did go to TV. Some people did go to food and other people went within. So mm -hmm. that's not so not to minimize COVID because I've seen a lot of devastation and, and, helped a lot of people through the grief of losing people when you couldn't be present. Right. You know, I wanted to say too, that, um, I was reminded, you know, talking about life in general and, and people going through the, 
the mundane stuff of, of all that stuff, kind of like being like a an NPC and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. People need to realize that, um, you know, part of part of what helped get me through, you know, a lot of my dark days is music and, you know, the powerfulness of music in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, a singer once said that life is just is, music is life in motion. Mm. Yes. I love you know, that. And, yes. Yeah. And if you think about your life in that aspect mm-hmm. of, you know, your life is a song, mm-hmm. you know, is a book, is, you know, it's everything's in motion, you know, and you create that. Mm-hmm. And I cannot even imagine some of the people with all the hate in their hearts and, mm-hmm. you know, what they believe to be true, to be all this negative stuff that they just want to, you know, thwart on people. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I don't know. I know where it comes from. Yeah, I do too. I know, I know, and I know that the, the dark side has that, that hold on a lot of different aspects, but mm-hmm. being a light worker and being a person, you know, in the, in a, in a world where the light can still shine. Mm-hmm. And yes. my friend said the same thing. It's like, there isn't much light. There isn't, you know, and it's far and fleeting. I said, not as much as you think, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of, of, of people with great light that make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it may be small, Mm-hmm. But any type of ripple is a positive ripple is a ripple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when, when you turn your little big lighter on to see where you're going, mm-hmm. someone right. else says, oh, I wonder if I have one of those in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And they pull their Everybody out. has mm-hmm. that. They do. Uh, you know, exactly. everybody, everybody, anybody that's listening thinks that their life is over, their life is this or that, or that they cannot survive. Mm-hmm. There's that light in, in their no matter how dim it is, mm-hmm. it's still there. Mm-hmm. And it just takes one person or one word or one visual item to brighten that. Exactly. A simple a smile. Kind word. Mm-hmm. A smile, yep. a kind word. Yep. Somebody opening the door for somebody. Yeah. Yes. Somebody, you know, paying for your Starbucks ahead of you or, mm-hmm. you know, at, when you're going before. to work. I've done that too. I've done that at McDonald's. I've done that at Starbucks, Mm -hmm. you know, but that is, that is one of the ultimate humility, um, moments in your life that, um, you're never going to see that person again. Mm -hmm. You're never going to talk to that person. You're never, Mm -hmm. you know, people who want that validation, just that validation to say, Hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. Don't, yes. don't do that. Right. Right. They, they right. don't, you know, they don't, they don't uh, pay for their food ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they just want to make somebody stay brighter. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I have to tell you, one yeah. of the things that they toasted at our wedding uh, with my wonderful husband is my husband has always been very different. And, and, and I mean this in all the love, he knows this. Um, everybody calls him, our, he's our favorite weirdo. Chuck has yes. never tried to pretend to be anything he's not. And I have spent my whole life trying to be an academic and not um, showing any sign that I don't have my stuff together and, <laughs> you know, that I don't, you know, experience some of the things. And so commonly what happened was people got up to give a toast and they would thank Chuck for being his authentic self. And giving everybody else permission to be weird and quirky and who, you know, all these things we were hiding from. And so if somebody is worried about that, 
I say be brave enough because you will be surprised the people you call to you that have right. that are called by your beautiful uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have totally some agree. unique yeah. aspect. We all have a lot of similarities because we are, we're all connected, but mm-hmm. be your authentic self is, is what my husband yep. has empowered me to be in this journey. And I'll, I will forever mm-hmm. be grateful to you, you, my love. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I kind of chuckled because I'm like, ah, okay, if I've given you authority to be your authentic self, cool. I'm just being my goofy, wacky self that's just different. Just There's so much. We, it would take another episode for me to tell you the depth. <laughs> the depth. <laughs> I want to, do, let's do a little fun section, then we'll wrap okay. it up. Okay, right. so we're going to do okay. something we like to call... Favorite, favorite things. things. <laughs> so we're going to okay. rapid fire question a couple of things. 10 seconds of Just random no. questions <laughs> about favorite stuff. And I think you probably, because he was mentioning something and you were like, I want to ask him that question. Wow. So um, You set me up, are you? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, it's not bad. <laughs> We've set you up. Are you ready for the big question? It's not Jerry Springer. We're not <laughs> unveiling paternity here. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Shoo. Ooh, not that kind of show. Yeah. Oh, wait, I, I don't have my bodyguard with me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. So you were talking about music. So what's some of your favorite music to go on for an invest to listen to while you're headed to an investigation or you're just getting ready to walk a property to feel it? I don't. Oh, interesting. Do you feel like that has an impact on you? Or do you, no. do you not listen to music? Is that what you mean? Or you don't have a favorite? No, I, I I don't listen to music when I, if I go on an investigation or um, because if I need my brain to be empty mm-hmm. and to be clear. Okay. Um, but if I was to, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I'd probably choose Sinatra. <gasps> I, Old uh, blue eyes. I just got goosebumps. Yep. I went through a huge mm-hmm. phase where that's all I would listen to. Our grandson is getting ready to turn nine. And when he was a baby, I'd put it on a dance with him. He loved big band music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just loved it. All right. So what's your favorite thing to do to relax, Jay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you know that word, relax? Yeah. No, I'm not sure if I do. <laughs> um, probably just, I, I like to relax, uh, probably hang out with my cats. Mm, I mean, sweet. I just like to, because they, they, they like, well, one of them is like obsessed with me and, and <laughs> you know, yells at me all the time um, dad, especially dad. when I, yeah especially when i come home from work and he'll wait at the, the bedroom door and be like okay are we gonna spoon now come on Aww. you know Aww. yeah so, so I'll, I'll watch tv or i'll watch um uh one of my favorite shows ghosts mm. okay okay it's on cbs oh okay yeah, I, yeah I love that show oh cool yeah that's awesome right on so what is your? They actually follow me on Twitter. Oh, that's what? cool. Right yeah. on. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. When they followed me, I was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I I'm a I'm religiously follower of those on Twitter, and I watch their show all the time. That's awesome. That's that rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. the fact that you cook all day. What is one of the favorite things you like to cook for yourself and your family for a meal? Or do you be um, like, "I'm not cooking"? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Kind of a little bit of both. Uh, okay. No, and that's one, of the, that's one of the reasons why my wife said she married me because she knew I was a cook and then I never cook at home. <laughs> 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 She's like, she says, I got robbed. 
<laughs> he was like, I, here I was hoping that I wasn't going to have to cook anymore. And now here, now you don't. False advertising. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly. Oh, my God. That, I, could, that, uh, I could write a book on that, that topic. <laughs> no, um, actually, if I'm cooking, um, it would probably be uh, steak or burgers or something like that. Um, nice. I, like I do I make a lot of different sauces and seasonings mm. and um but my favorite probably is to make is um like uh crab alfredo yum i was seeing an yeah. alfredo sauce <gasps> are you use linguine or do you use egg egg noodles angel hair angel hair angel hair oh Ooh. i like that yeah. I've graduated because Chuck and I are diabetic, so we do zoodles now. I do miss pasta from time to time, though. We did make a spaghetti squash pizza crust, and we did it before the grandbabies get there because, you know, if they know it's healthy, they don't want to eat it. Mm -hmm. And everybody liked it. We had them make their own pizza. We had all the toppings. And what cracked me up is they were grabbing the veggies, the tomatoes, the olives, eating them. (laughs) Instead of putting yeah. it on the pizza, I was so, like, "This oh, is awesome." That was yeah, awesome. Yeah. So I have to ask yeah, we you. Used to make, yeah, well, we used to make a cauliflower crust. Nice. That makes me too. Okay, TMI. It makes me too gaseous. So that's why I looked for something else. <laughs> and I tell you, the spaghetti squash is really, really good. It's very flavorful, and you can get a nice taste out of mm-hmm. it. Because Chuck does herbs, and Chuck's an excellent cook. Oh, I had you. no idea. I just, yeah. I had no idea, and I won the lottery on that one. See, Chuck, you learn something every day. Ta-da. <laughs> but I have to ask, professionally as a chef, what do you what do you like to cook to show off your culinary skills at work? Like, what you're like, ooh, you get this order, and you're like, bang, I want to do this one. Um, actually, um, right now I have uh, I created a a sauce called uh, honey garlic sauce. Ooh, yum. Oh. And um. I make it with uh, pork chop, okay. and where I take this, I have the sauce. I have it. Um, I cook. I pre-cook probably halfway the the pork, and then I'll put it in a pan and put the sauce over it, and then I'll put it in a broiler mm-hmm. so that the sauce thickens up and gets sticky and bubbly. And then I will um, chop part you know chop it in half because it's with a bone and then i'll set the bone up and then i'll put that other um piece on it and then i'll drizzle the, the sauce on top of it mm-hmm. are you using yeah. the salamander? A, yes it's like a salamander but it's it's a it's a flat top with a salamander underneath it yep yep you yep. have probably and, an uh, eight or six burner stove with uh, a salamander on the bottom I used to work two, on the kitchen. Actually, 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 it's two. It's 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 two uh, long armed oh. um, broiler with that that heats the the flat top, which is probably I don't know a normal where I don't know it's not that big. It's probably I would say about twelve by twelve. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't worked on one of those in a long time. Sorry, we yep. got a service company, so did commercial kitchens, culinary school. Nice. So nice. yeah, when you're talking that, you, you're right in my wheelhouse. It was bro. almost like I went to a different <laughs> different language. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, right. <laughs> what? Right. All right, we, yeah. We yeah. got one last favorite thing and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Okay. You go ahead. All right. What's one of your favorite movies? Thunderheart. Oh, is that the dragon one? No. Nope. Thunderheart is with Val Kilmer. Okay. 
and Graham Greene from 1992. I will have to look that up. It is my favorite all-time movie. Okay. It is. It is um, because it's based on uh, true events that happened on the Indian reservations back in the 1970s. Oh, wow. Okay. When they had um, different um, factions of Indian tribes that mm-hmm. were fighting amongst themselves. Okay. And that it was, it's a very spiritual movie. Mm-hmm. Very spiritual. That's why I was drawn to it back then. Nice. Okay. okay we will check yes. it out. We'll put that on our watch list. Mm-hmm. Well, as mm-hmm. we wrap up, Jay, could you let yes. our listeners know how can they get in touch with you? All of the YouTube, Facebook, okay. Instagram, yeah. Twitter. And you can pa. find, yeah, my podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can find me on um, Studio 6. Uh, which I just changed the name because I was, I'm, I'm all about change. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so my 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 podcast is uh, Studio Six Paranormal Productions podcast. My my um my show for audio files you can find on any audio file uh, good pods. You can find me on iHeartRadio, Apple, etc. Okay. That is under Studio Six paranormal productions okay so you also find me on facebook mm-hmm. uh you can find me on uh jay hill psychic medium and paranormal investigator or you can find me on my uh, podcast page paranormal um my uh, studio six paranormal productions and then you can find me at same on twitter and are you on insta yes okay i am uh Jay Paranormal on Instagram and my podcast shows on Instagram and um, on Studio TikTok? Six Paranormal and yeah and and Studio Six Paranormal on Instagram is is my uh, where I do live feeds for people that need a medium. Okay, okay. I like that for their walkthroughs. And then uh, yeah, so I'm also on TikTok, mm-hmm. and that is the same. That's Studio Six Paranormal. Made it um, easy. Podcast, so if yeah. they can't yeah. find you, that's their problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm, I am literally, yeah, I'm literally everywhere. Um, that's awesome. Oh, we're yeah. so glad our paths ran across yeah. you. Really do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You guys, you guys are simply fantastic. I mean, oh, I am so glad. Thank that you. I was able to talk with you like the other day and mm-hmm. today because, you know, this has made my Sunday better. Oh. Ours too. Our, Thank you. Yeah, I like it. This is so cool. Having positive feedback and like just positivity. Just bringing value. Yeah. yeah. And Thank meet you. connecting with such great people. Like that's just mm-hmm. icing on the cake, man. Yes. That's awesome. Well, again, mm-hmm. thank you so much. We appreciate it. And we hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. I thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our show. This has been Two Mediums to Go with your hosts, Wendy and Chuck. If you're interested in more information about us, go to www.twomediumstogo.com. That's the number two, mediums, number two, go.com. There you can learn a little bit more about Chuck and myself. If you're interested in booking a reading or if you want to learn more about our podcast as well as bios about our amazing guests, please tune in. And remember, if you think someone who has passed is trying to communicate with you, they they probably probably are. are.